Welcome to Married to History, where we try to be informative, entertaining, and family-friendly. Aloha! I'm Christopher. I have a fancy piece of paper on my wall that says that I know more about history than most people do. I'm Shirley. I'm a homeschool mom that relies on good curriculum, Christopher, and Wikipedia to teach our kids history. Before we get into our episode, let's take a minute to talk about something from a past episode. It's important to keep in mind that Shirley doesn't warn me about our topic beforehand. Yep, it's fun for me to see what he knows right off the top of his head, and that means sometimes we miss things. If you would like to hear a more comprehensive and well-prepared episode on any topic, just let us know. So, honey, what have we learned since last time? You're going to have to remind me what we talked about last time. I know. We we haven't recorded in a very long time. I mean, I was just trying to explain the, the difference between the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists <laughs> to my students uh, this morning, so I, that's, that's the most recent thing on my yeah, mind. Yeah, no, we haven't done an episode about that. But uh, the only notes I had here were more information about the Tulsa race riot. Oh, okay. Or race massacre. I learned that that might be a more accurate name. Some people prefer. People recognize it no matter which name you use. Yeah. So as I was looking into it to get pictures for our social media, I was learning all kinds of cool stuff. So the incident occurred with... Um, Dick Rowland and Sarah Page mm-hmm. on May 30th, 1921. Okay. He was arrested the next day. And then that night, like over the night between May 31st and June 1st, for 16 hours was the riot. Okay. Okay. So we talked about all that. So it wasn't until June 18th when the grand jury finally indicted Dick Rowland. Okay. So that's something that I don't think that we made clear. He was not lynched. Because, yeah, I don't think I remembered that. I didn't think about it. I couldn't yeah. remember what exactly happened to him. Yeah. So he, he lived. They The mob did not get to him. So by June 18th, so Good you know, on half the police for later, keeping him alive. And, well, yeah. Okay. I wonder how much of that was a good job on the police versus the mob turned their attention towards other things instead. Uh, like the whole town. Yeah. All of... Black Wall Street, Greenwood uh, District. Either either way, I, I, do, yeah. I do want to salute the police in that matter because, as I recall, the sheriff or the marshal, yeah. whoever the guy in charge was, he was very adamant about, no, you are mm-hmm. not breaking in here and lynching this boy. Yeah, that's what I thought that I had read, too. So he was indicted, but by September 15th, the indictment was dismissed. And then by the end of September, his charges were completely dismissed because... Sarah Page never, like... Um, yeah, she never testified against yeah. him, never, never even accused him, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they don't have much case <laughs> in that case. So um, end of September, he was set free. Now, it seems like the sheriff probably took him to Kansas City. So, I mean, smart man, it's get him out of yeah, town. Didn't want to put him back in that town. Yeah. And there's some evidence that later he ended up moving to Oregon and living the rest of his life in obscurity in Oregon, perhaps. So, yeah, it sounds like he's kind of lost to history. Like, he survived, thank I hope goodness. obscurity but... also means peace. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine that, you know, like, even if you do live a quiet, secluded life after that, I can't imagine that that's something that doesn't regularly bother you like like how can he how can one forget about you know that day where a mob showed up to try to hang me when I hadn't done anything right and and not that it's his fault in any way but like survivor's guilt is a thing Mm. that would be hard to live with the trauma of that whole thing he survived oh yeah 
I don't know. I am. I cannot imagine what that must have been like for any of the people involved, and mm-hmm. I can only say that I'm happy that I don't understand that or that I have nothing to compare <laughs> to. Yeah, you haven't experienced something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so, well, after that downer, I do have a history <laughs> question for you. I love history questions. Well, okay. I'm in a bit of a sad mood at the moment, but I, I, I still love history questions. Bring it back up. Okay, so we did this a while ago when we talked about Gilgamesh. You have that big poster of, like, your favorite historical figures or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you about another one. Okay. So, honey, my question is, who is that? That's Elizabeth I. Elizabeth I. All right. Queen what of you, England. What can you tell me about her? She was a woman. Is that... The only noteworthy oh, thing the about only, her. Yeah, that's really the only thing noteworthy about her. No, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. So, okay, well, there's lots to know about her, so mm-hmm. do you want to ask me some follow-up questions, or do you just want me to start at whatever beginning I choose and then ramble until I've exhausted myself? It's kind of fun to just hear you ramble, like, I'll find ways to make fun of you. Okay. As you go. All right, so... Uh, Elizabeth, if I recall correctly, so she is the daughter, the only child that Anne Boleyn gave to King Henry VIII. Like, in a package, like, wrapped her up with a bow? Gave her to Henry? She is the only product of Henry knocking up his second wife. This is a family-friendly show. (laughs) She is the only child that Henry VIII and his then-wife Anne Boleyn had. Okay. Happy now? I'm happy. And Henry, of course, was a mighty upset dude because, once again, it was a girl. So a little bit of a How backstory. dare she give him a A little girl. bit of a backstory. So, yes, first off, back in these days, the queen was to blame if the mm-hmm. kids turned out to be the wrong gender. Right. Um, the and, quote, wrong gender. And uh, the, for those of you who might not be aware, Henry VIII famously had several wives, uh, six in total. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe there were six of them. There were six in total, yes. His, and they were really good singers. His, fir- his first wife, Shirley is referring to a musical that she loves, which it's is actually amazing. a good musical. I've enjoyed it myself. Called Six, if you get the opportunity, she should listen to it. <laughs> yes, you should. So, anyway, back to what Sorry, I was saying. Go ahead. So, his first wife of like 20, maybe more years, uh, mm-hmm. had nothing but daughters with her. So, uh, they he... had one daughter and a bunch of miscarriages. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. All yeah. right. So, yes, he had the one daughter, Mary, uh, famously known as Bloody Mary, but that's uh, another story slightly. Um, and so he eventually decides that, okay, he wants to get, uh, uh, he wants to be with another woman. He doesn't, he doesn't have to be a wife. It just has to be another woman who will give him a son. And so he does do, uh, some flirting around. So let's be clear. He had six wives. He also had children from women that he never did marry. So there were more right. women in the story. Okay. But so I learned that from the musical. He did have a son. Yes. And he like named him Henry, like, or, or so. His name had some significance mm-hmm. to prove that, like, no, this is my son, and I am accepting him as my son. Mm-hmm. But but if I remember but... correctly, that son was Anne Boleyn's sister's son. Wait. And Anne Boleyn, really? if I remember correctly, forced Henry to disavow them. Seriously? Which, which is why, yeah, because if I remember correctly, she actually, her sister had two sons, or sorry, two kids. I believe one boy and one girl. I might be remembering wrong, but I believe she had two of Henry's children, and he disavowed both of them. I believe at Anne Boleyn's request. Dude, okay. So anyway. Uh, it's to, messy. So try to jump ahead a little bit. So um, 
Anne Boleyn supposedly is responsible for doing for a whole bunch of nefarious things that Henry does for the sole purpose of getting a divorce from his first wife Catherine and being able to marry Anne again with the goal of getting to have a son. That yeah. she's going to give him a son. He needs an heir. Well, would you know it? She failed just like his first wife to give mm. him a son, and oh, was he mad about it? And he famously <laughs> had her beheaded. Now, he to be did. fair, I don't Threw think he, tantrum. I, I don't think he had her beheaded just because she didn't give him a son. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that giving him another daughter did not help her case any. Yeah. So Elizabeth was that daughter, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that Henry was really ticked off because oh, I got another daughter. All I got mm-hmm. is daughters. Uh, Elizabeth goes on to be the longest lived and most successful of all of his children. So Dude. after Henry finally does die, uh, his the one son that he does have, which was from his wife after Anne Boleyn. So legitimate heir accepted, this is my son, legitimate born heir, of the yeah. queen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, his name was Edward. I might mm-hmm. be remembering that wrong. Yeah, Eddie. All right. So Edward reigns, but Edward is a sickly boy, doesn't last very long, mm-hmm. dies. So then his first daughter from his first marriage, Mary, Bloody Mary, becomes yeah. queen. She rules for a, a fairly short space of time. I don't remember how many years, but short compared to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. After Mary dies, Elizabeth is the next in line. Wait, is Mary executed? Because I know no. there was like some messiness Mar- between the daughters. I do not believe Mary gets executed. If I remember correctly, she dies of natural causes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Mary, Mary dies of, I believe, of natural causes. I don't remember if she got sick or if there was something else to it. Okay. I want to say that she got sick. Like she was... Because... If I remember correctly, she knew her end was coming, and so she made a deal with Elizabeth that, all right, I I will yield the kingdom to you if you make me such and such promises. And I don't think Elizabeth honored, she didn't honor all of the promises. I don't remember if she honored any of that. So Elizabeth then becomes queen. She remains queen to the rest of her life. She never marries. There's plenty of rumors that she did have lovers and she did have courtships over the time. Mm-hmm. But the genuine idea, I believe, is that she never did marry. She chose never to marry because she did not want to give up her power and or she did not want to give England to somebody else for somebody else to be calling the shots. She thought that she could do better. Right. She thought that all the men that were tra- interested in the job were terrible or whatever the case to might be. To be fair, men are the worst. I don't actually believe that. You're wonderful, honey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I will say what I'm sure I have said on many occasions. Some men are the worst. Some men are absolutely Some the worst. Some people are the worst. Yes. But they're also good yes. men and good people. Yes. <laughs> hashtag not all men. <laughs> I, I don't understand the hashtag craze. I'm a history guy. The hashtags and what I didn't. I don't know if we mentioned this before, but it surely was the one that finally got me to take a cell phone because I didn't want one for a long time. And then she it's finally true. got me to upgrade from a not flip phone. Yeah. I, so I don't remember if we told this story. I was uh, when I was at college getting my teacher mm-hmm. credential one day. I yeah. still had a flip phone back then. And while I was talking to one of my professors, I got a call. So I busted out to see uh, who was calling me. I uh, ended yeah. up ignoring it. I don't remember who it was because it, was it wasn't probably important. Me. I'm the only one who called. But one, but my professor like saw the phone and said, "You're going to be a history teacher, aren't you?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because all all of us teachers, the math teachers, the English teachers, science teachers, yeah. were all together. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a history teacher. How did you know? I was like, you guys are the only ones that carry phones like that. Yep, yep, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I, I, I'm I'm an old timer. See, so, yes, I, I I don't get the hashtag <laughs> craze. Anyways, so she in didn't. In my day, we anybody. called those things pounds. I don't know. <laughs> 
Number signs. Number signs, yes. Uh, where was I? Okay, so yes, Elizabeth. She didn't marry. And so a lot of really cool things do happen during Elizabeth's time as queen. Uh, probably the most famous or the most impactful of all is uh, Spain tries to conquer England. The Spanish mm-hmm. king, uh, through a bit of trickery, a bit of a diplomatic and deceitful play, mm-hmm. arranges to get uh, Casaspelli on England. Uh, Casaspelli, uh, I do not, re- I think it means good cause. I might be remembering that wrong. It's a Latin term. Basically, what it means is a justification, a religious justification okay. for going to war. Because the sounds... people were civilized back then. Oh, you can't just go off and conquer <laughs> you somebody. Have you have to have reason. a good reason. It sounds like you're saying cast a spelly like a witch. Uh, no, cast this. Like, uh, I, I don't remember how to spell yeah. it, but in my head, I'm pronouncing it C A S U S. B-E-L-L-I, I want to say. No idea. So anyway, he, he's able to get that because Elizabeth, having supposedly fallen for a ruse, I don't remember if this is confirmed, what? but Elizabeth does have Mary, Queen of Scots, her cousin, There's executed. too many Marys in that family. Side note, go ahead. Not Bloody Mary, but Mary, yeah. the Queen of Scots. She has Mary, Queen of Scots, executed. Mary, okay. Queen of Scots, at that time, has a claim to the English throne. Yeah. She was not Henry's daughter like Elizabeth was, so that's like what gives Henry more than, niece. But she was a uh, niece of Henry. Yeah. yeah. So she and Elizabeth were cousins. Okay. So uh, Mary, as Queen of Scots, I don't remember how serious, but any attempt that she made for the throne was never that big of a deal, never really that okay. big of a threat. But um, supposedly there's a plot to assassinate Elizabeth that fails. And supposedly Mary, Queen of Scots, is either behind that plot Mm -hmm. or at least she was framed darn good for being involved in that plot. So so Elizabeth orders her execution. Yeah. Now, you don't do that sort of thing. She's a member of the nobility, of the aristocracy. She is a royal. You do not execute another royal. That is a no-no. So that gives... They all do that, though. So that gives <sighs> Philip Cassisbelli okay. reason to declare war, religious justification to declare war on England because, oh, Elizabeth is a criminal. She's killing other royals. But why does Spain care that she killed a rival royal from not Spain? Well, because first off, uh, Scotland was not a rival to uh, Spain at that time. No, but a Scotland, ri- well, why does Spain care that Elizabeth killed one of Elizabeth's rivals that has nothing to do with Spain? Because through the relationships, Mary also had some... The King of Spain was yeah. also a relation to these two. Um, right. Uh, so Henry's first wife, Catherine, yeah. she was the King of Spain's sister. Or yeah. It was, she had some really... I think he was his sister. I, I don't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all entangled <laughs> with all the relationships now. As you said, it's all kind of... There's too many Marys, around. too many Catherines. So... so so yes, and for in reality's sake, there's probably no reason for the king of Spain to care mm-hmm. that. All right, so he he killed the queen of Scotland, big deal. But Philip, uh, king of Spain, he wants England. He wants to conquer England. He wants that to be his territory. So it's an excuse. It's not. It's an excuse for him to go and conquer England. Yeah. So he famously builds what is often referred to as the Spanish Armada or the Invincible mm-hmm. Armada. Basically, deforests a whole huge chunk of Spain. To build Dude. the biggest fleet, at least up until that point in time, ever assembled in Europe. And he sails that fleet off to go conquer England. With the backing of the church, because... He has justification. Yeah, he's bad. got a cast of spelly. Though granted, at that point in time, with the power that Philip yeah. had, even if the Pope had said no, Philip probably could have ignored him and gotten away with it. <laughs> right. And unless I'm mistaken, the Pope at that time was also 
some manner of relative to them. Because I, I think the Pope might have been his uncle, or at least oh my there was some kind of relationship in there. Because yeah. I remember that's one of the reasons why the Pope didn't grant Henry a divorce in the first place. Catherine was in oh. some way, shape, or form related to him. I wanted to say she was the niece of the Pope okay. at the time. But again, I might be getting all my relationships mixed up. Right. Anyway, and so yes, the Invincible Armada is probably the most famous thing that happens under Elizabeth's reign. The Armada sails to Britain. The or, Well, it's not called Britain then. The Armada sails to England. Uh-huh. England uh, is very famously able to defeat the Spanish Armada in battle and to get lucky with the weather also, which yeah. does a heck of a lot of damage to the Spanish Armada. What few ships do survive the trip up to England and uh-huh. get away from the battle in the bad weather and do make it back are dismal. It's arguable that mm-hmm. this is the moment that changes European history so that Spain, once the undisputed dominant power uh-huh. of Europe, now starts its decline. It's not immediately, it's not like all of a sudden now, oh, England's strong and Spain weak. Uh-huh. But it is that, okay, Spain is going to start to fall now and England is going to start to inch up. England was not a major player yeah. at that point in history. But now, or more so after Elizabeth's reign, but this is the moment yeah. during Elizabeth's reign where, all right, England's actually gotten some street cred, shall we say, for <laughs> itself, and England's going to start inching its way up. So this is like a turning point thing. Like if that battle, that war had gone differently, would, you know, things have been different in Europe. Spain would have yeah, been strong. Uh, arguably would've... things would have been drastically different. Yeah, supposing that the Spanish Armada had successfully landed. Well, first off, we don't know if they would have won or not on the ground. Mm. But if they had won... Well, that would have been major ch- changes for history all over the world. Yeah. I doubt you get the United States or you get the American Revolution or what? any of the things that have come from from uh, the British legal system, from the British law, or probably anything that we recognize about democracy or representative government. Uh-huh. We wouldn't have any of those things anymore because all of that, at least in Western culture, uh-huh. for the most part, came out of Britain. Right. So, uh, mo- most of the government system that we have today starts from England all the way back to the days of the Magna Carta. Traditions that are yeah. set up in the Magna Carta lead ever so slowly to more and more of a representative or more and more of a weakened monarchy yeah. type government Stronger in England. Congress. And as England eventually becomes a power, well then that idea of a limited monarchy type government mm-hmm. starts to spread around and that leads to more seeds of even more limited government, even more representation for people. Yeah. But if Spain conquers England during Elizabeth's mm-hmm. reign, well, then that limited monarchy, that constitutional monarchy that it's called, yeah. well, that goes away. And assuming that Spain wins and is able to maintain control there, then you've got nothing now but absolute monarchy. Would that have crushed the Protestant movement as well? That absolutely would have crushed the Protestant movement because Philip was a devout Catholic. Yeah. And this was one of the things that made, this was another one of the things that gives him kind of the cast of spelly. Not only is Elizabeth gone and killed another monarch, but uh, those English people, they're among the Protestants. They're yeah. not following the true path. Interesting. Okay. So why why do you care so much about Elizabeth? I like what she represents in history. First off, I like that she's a strong female role model for my daughters. Uh-huh. There are lots of strong female role models in history, despite what people say. <laughs> and I think that she's a fairly good one because, yeah, she was a strong queen. She survived a time where people did not want her to. And she went yeah. on and had a very long life because she arguably lived so long. She was able to get a lot of things done that were good for her country. 
like I said, England becomes, you know, England goes from being kind of just another country, strong-ish, but mm-hmm. not taken really seriously on the world stage, but is going to become ever stronger under her rule. And eventually, mm-hmm. through her predecessors, England is going to eventually become the powerhouse of Europe, arguably the, I wouldn't say the undisputed, but arguably yeah. one of the top two players in Europe all the way up until you get into the unification of Germany and Italy right. a good uh, two, three hundred years after she's dead. That I like that she was a tolerant queen in the religious disputes. So uh, Tolerant? Bef- yes. Before her time, uh, so when Henry breaks away from the Catholic yeah. Church, there's a lot of Protestant and Catholic... Uh, yeah, it's back not, and forth. ...don't like each other very and... much. When Mary becomes queen, mm-hmm. she's a devout Catholic. Uh-huh. She's the daughter of the Catholic queen, the first wife of Henry. Yeah. She puts England back into Catholic mode, and we get a whole other round of Catholics and Protestants fighting. Right. This is why she's called Bloody Mary, because of how many Protestants she had mm. killed, or at least were killed in her name yeah. during her reign. And then when Elizabeth comes to be, so this was one of the deals that Mary made with her. It's like, okay, I'll make you the, yeah. my heir if you do this thing. One of them was that she was Elizabeth was supposed to promise to keep and maintain the Catholic Church. <laughs> now, if I remember correctly, Elizabeth that. never keeps and maintains yeah. the Catholic Church, but I believe she does, at least of, to the best of her power, uh-huh. she does limit the violence. She, she encourages mm. tolerance. She doesn't allow the Protestants and the Catholics to go around killing each other. That's a big deal. Arguably, it still did happen to a degree. I'm sure there were plenty of people that, without her knowledge or in dark right. corners of the world, still had Catholics and Protestants killing each other. Right. But at least from the best that I can remember, she was very, um, what was the word I used? Tolerant. She was very t- yes, tolerant. She, she did not get into the, the religious arguments of it. Okay. Um, on more than a couple of occasions, when the foreigners came to try to marry her, she <laughs> said no to them. And mostly I like that, not because, okay, well, she denied herself happiness yeah. for like a happy marriage or whatnot, but she didn't Women want... Women can fo- be happy without being married. She didn't want foreigners <laughs> taking over her country, ruling for her people. I, I, yeah. I believe that she sincerely lo- believed that she was caring and she yeah. loved her people. Yeah. Whether or not she did a good job of that, I shouldn't say that I can argue because didn't live in the time and yeah. I've got the bias of history to back <laughs> right. me. But I, be- I believe that she sincerely believed that she was doing good mm-hmm. by her people. That makes sense. Now, I've noticed that most of your favorite historical figures are military leaders in some way or the other. Yes. Would Elizabeth count in that category? Like, can she be credited with why they beat the Armada? I would say, like a lot of things, it's a yes and a no situation. It's 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 a mixed. All right, so this is what. So she never took command. Okay. She okay. Well, we know that at least on one occasion she did put on a suit of armor. Odds are though that yeah. she was making a speech. She was she was showing off. She was making a political okay. thing. I do not recall any incidents of her ever actually putting on a suit of battle and then standing with her soldiers mm. on what was going to be a field of battle. Well, because okay. again, the Spanish never did land. But okay. I'm sure she made a show of it. Yeah. So that said, despite that, she probably would have been the one to say, okay, I want this guy to take command of the fleet mm. or I want this guy to be a captain of a ship yeah. or something. So, she, so she probably had that kind of influence and she arguably picked good men to mm. lead the lead the battles out on the ocean because the British do eventually win. Yeah. Now some can argue that uh, the British don't win because of the uh, the admirals that were in charge, but more so because of the logistics of the affair. Mm. Um, Just luck. So, n- no, it wasn't luck. So. Um, we often say that the English won because of superior seamanship. And it is undeniable that yeah. as the years go by, 
English English seamanship is unmatched. The British Navy yeah. is a powerhouse from at least the uh, I'd say from at least the Napoleonic era. They were before that, okay. but from at least the Napoleonic era up to World War One, the mm-hmm. British Navy was the powerhouse on the seas. You could not mess with them. Yeah, they were better. I remember um, it was a it was a rule of the British Navy that for every captain in every ship that you should be able, you're expected to be able yeah. to take out any enemy vessel that is at least a whole class heavier than you are. Dude. That was just expected that you could do that. And I'm thinking, That's I admire that. And they did. The British Navy was very successful. But at this point in time, the British Navy doesn't exist. It's still England. And the yeah. English Navy really doesn't exist. The, the, any royal... I don't remember what the organization was, but there was no... I don't believe there was a Royal Navy at this time. There were ships that the Queen was enabled to say, all right, hey, you're all working for me now. We're taking your ships and you're going to form a Navy. So she might have... The monarchy might have had some private ships, but I don't think there was an organized regular Navy. I, I could be wrong. Then how the heck did they beat the Spanish Armada? Okay, so this is why they assembled enough ships either through taking them or volunteers joining they put a commander or several commanders in charge Uh but at least one top guy who if i remember correctly was walter raleigh i might be getting that wrong Uh, i think drake was there but i don't think he was in command Uh, francisco drake's famous british uh privateer at the time so i think drake was there but i don't think he was command i want to say raleigh was in command but i might be getting my names mixed up but anyway the main reasons that they were able to defeat the Spanish Armada are this. All right, so it wasn't that the British seamen outclassed the Spanish ships. The Spanish ships were bigger, yeah. and thus they could take more of a beating and they could shoot out more, too. Yeah. The British ships were smaller. This did mean, however, though, that they were faster, more maneuverable. Right. But their guns, their armaments were also smaller. But this, So the main reason why the British are able to win, though, is because of this. The Spanish guns, for the most part, mm-hmm. are, are big guns firing big projectiles. And often cases, I think their cannonballs were actually stone instead of metal, probably because the, the weight would have been too much. But okay. because their cannon, the Spanish cannonballs were so big, that also meant they couldn't pack as much ammunition. One of the main things that really that really devastates the Spanish Armada is they run out of ammunition real fast. And then you so a couple can't of things, do anything. So yeah, a couple of things happen. So one of the classic things that the British are going to use over and over again is one thing that they use in this battle are fire ships. They basically light one of their ships on fire, send it into the enemy <laughs> fleet. The enemy fleet is hopefully packed enough so closely together yeah. that yeah, the fire is just going to burn through the fleet. And so they did have oh some success gosh. with their fire ships. That just not, seems so wasteful. Not enough to. If you say it's wasteful, but if it caught, but if you can sink, say three, four, mm-hmm. five more of the enemy ships, and it mm-hmm. only cost you one, there is not a navy admiral out there. I think that would say that was a bad deal. I know, but just like imagine the carpenter who spent I don't know how many months building this ship, deforesting Spain to build these ships, and then it just gets set on fire. What do the British care about the Spanish carpenters? It's not their fault. I don't know. So so the fire ships were one tactic. Uh, another one is that at some point during the battle, the British real I keep saying the British, the English realized that. Does it matter? Hey, the, the British Empire doesn't exist yet. The people are still calling themselves the English people. It's just a name. Okay, go ahead. Well, okay, the United Kingdom doesn't exist yet. This is before Scotland okay. and Wales and Ireland and England are all together. At this point in time, uh-huh. England is England. England has conquered Wales at this point, and I think England is in charge of Ireland too at this point. 
pretty sure they're in charge of Ireland. I might be wrong. But Scotland is an independent country at this point. So the United Kingdom doesn't exist. The British people, the uh, people of the yeah. British Isles are not united at this point. Okay, sorry. So I'm gonna distraction. Try, so I'm going to try to say English. That's fine. Right. So at some point, the English realize that, hey, Spanish are out of ammunition. Yeah. And so when that happens, they, instead of doing their kind of... Uh, their strafing runs where they kind of sail past and take a couple of pot shots and then sail away before the Spanish can shoot back. Uh-huh. When they realize the Spanish are ammunition, field day! So they sail on in there and they just start going point blank at the Spanish because Spanish don't got anything to shoot back with them. So they're able wow. to do a lot of damage to the Armada with that too. And then I don't remember exactly where it happens, but at some point the weather kicks in in the English favor as well, decimates the Spanish ships. They never end up making landfall on England. What the mm -hmm. survivors of the fleet end up doing is they end up sailing up uh, in the channel between England and Ireland, going yeah. all the way around the north of Ireland before any ships that did survive up to that point turn around and sail back to Spain. Wow. So the whole thing is a, is a disaster for the Spanish. It that cost stinks. Philip a heck of a lot of money, not to mention resources, and yeah. he got nothing for it. So did you just give up? He doesn't come back at Elizabeth after there's that? No other, there's no other major campaigns made against yeah. England. No. They last. Yep. Dang. So this is one of, the, one of England's greatest defenses throughout history has been the fact that it's an island. Which should... It's, it's very hard to... It's, it's harder to invade it to take it over because you need boats to transport your ships it or to should, transport your soldiers it should it seems like it should be easier to to invade it because it's a small island like they have limited resources meanwhile spain can deforest their whole country and build a million boats so that is a fair argument but it is not that small of an island yeah. and in the case of this yeah so the spanish should have won but the yeah. british got lucky on a couple of things uh, bad planning or bad logistics, I guess you could say, on the part of the Spanish. Uh -huh. The weather kicking in. And one could argue to a degree, like, I don't think it's superior seamanship, but they did have competent naval commanders. Apparently. But Elizabeth did not get on a boat herself. To the best of my knowledge, Elizabeth fire. never, ever, ever set foot off of dry land. I could be <laughs> wrong, but I have not. I don't remember reading anything to, to, uh, to suggest... That Elizabeth ever even set foot on a boat in her life. Well, now I want to know. God, and if you find out that she did, let me know because then I, I would have liked to have learned something. Wait, new. did she never visit any other country? She might have. If she did, I don't remember reading about it. Huh? It's like royals visit my, each other sometimes. They do, but if I remember correctly, she was kept under house arrest for much of her life because oh. they didn't want to run the risk of her getting loose and making a <laughs> bid for an unjust bid for the <laughs> right. throne. Can't have that. Mm -hmm. This is something that people often don't understand about even like kings and queens or especially heirs to the throne yeah. back in these times. A lot of times they were kept as hostages. Well, uh -huh. arguably well cared oh, for hostages. She, she wasn't in a but dungeon. The goal, but the goal was to keep an eye on them so that if ever an opportunity came for somebody else yeah. to seize power or get some money out of it, ah, I have your niece, your cousin, your heir, right. whatever the case is. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, for example, she was kept under house arrest by Elizabeth for a time mm -hmm. to prevent her from challenging her to the throne. Yeah. So I looked it up. You're right. Mary, Elizabeth's sister, Bloody Mary, she died of influenza, but she was sick before then. Like, they think maybe she had cancer, hmm. sounds like. So. so, yeah, she would have known that she was dying, I guess. Okay, anything else about Elizabeth that makes her just super awesome and we should all look up to her? Uh, 
She wasn't as beautiful as people like to say that she was. <laughs> Why does her appearance matter? <laughs> so uh, th- this is uh, this is something that I remember. Even your uh, your not so horrible history. Horrible histories loves to talk loves about how ugly about she how was. Ugly she supposedly was. <laughs> so yes, I, I want to make sure that uh, our the beauty standards that we have today did not exist back in that yeah. time. Oh, they'd still they paint you as being beautiful or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, most people were like. Most people were not the, the the they did not have the beauty standards that we have. I mean, has, yeah. Since I don't know what she oh, physically looked like, like I don't remember reading any physical descriptions of her. At least I never, I could read a book where an author does a <laughs> remarkable job describing what a character looks like in physical features and whatnot, yeah. and I probably wouldn't understand what the heck they're talking about. Like, right. I, I still don't understand what cheek gawk or gosh or whatever what? it is. It's, I don't remember in a video game that I play uh, yeah. where, you, where you get to tailor your character's face. One of the things is like cheek gaunt or something to that nature. Oh, if you and have like, gaunt cheeks, it means you're they're like hollow. You're very like okay. You so don't I, know learned, what that means. I learned something new every day. I'm a historian. <laughs> History doesn't care too much about people's cheek gout or whatever. Okay, so I know about Elizabeth's appearance. So what's fascinating about her is that her appearance mattered to her. So much that she she only had, like, a small handful of paintings of herself that she approved of, that she liked. And it's suspected that, like, she didn't actually look like that. These painters were able to paint her enough like herself, but hide all the things that she didn't like about herself. Mm-hmm. So there was only, like, these paintings that she approved of. And every other painting that we have of her isn't based on her. It's based on those paintings that she approved of. Yeah. So, like, things... Understandable. So, things like the pale skin was definitely in fashion. Like, you'd use lead-based paint and stuff. But she especially would cover up or, like, she didn't want it shown in pictures, her uh, smallpox scars. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she was just riddled with smallpox scars. And she did not appreciate that being shown in paintings. And, like, she would have had, like, terrible teeth. You don't see that in paintings either. I don't yeah. know that I've ever seen a painting of her bearing her teeth. That's true, <laughs> so yeah. Most, I think most paintings, but I don't... I can't recall an old-timey painting where the character ever revealed their teeth. Or, or I should rephrase, where the teeth yeah. were ever depicted. That's a good. that's a good point. Yeah. But one cool thing that I did note is... In paintings of Elizabeth, it looks like her waist is super, super tiny. And part of it, I think, is the optical illusion of, like, her, the front of her dress comes down into a point, you know, from her waist down. And so there's a little bit of an optical illusion there. But I saw, see, TikTok is great for learning history because I saw somebody. Really? Yes, I saw somebody who they, like, we have TikTok is great for spreading information, yes, but I'd say <laughs> it's it's fair to say that the information one gets off of TikTok is highly worthy of question. That's the entire internet, honey. Even this podcast is entirely worthy of question. Nonsense. This podcast is without failings of any kind. I welcome any challenge who would dare bring such to me. No, genuinely though, we do want people to challenge us so we can learn more and like cuz you do do have this off the top of your head. And you're not infallible? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, the point was, like, I saw I've this TikTok. I've never heard more malarkey in my, all my time. <laughs> I saw this TikTok where they had, I believe they had one of Elizabeth's dresses. Or at least something that showed, like, an accurate measurement of, of Elizabeth's dresses. And we, so we can see, like, yeah, for real, 
Her waist really was that tiny, like tiny, eensy, weensy little waist. It wasn't just an optical illusion, and it wasn't just the painters painting her skinnier. Like, that was something that was true about her. It was really cool. It was kind of freaky to be like, whoa, she fit in that? But, yeah, I'll have to find that video again and show you, because it was nuts. Okay. It was nuts. That's, uh, the only other thing that I'm inclined to say about her off the top of my head is uh, the name Virginia. Mm-hmm. Virgin, the state of Virginia got its name from Queen Elizabeth. It was named after the Virgin Queen. It's the popular... Yeah nickname that she i believe she's continued to have throughout history so that's where it's uh if you're named virginia you're named after if you're named virginia <laughs> believe it or not you're named after elizabeth <laughs> just so weird whatever <laughs> so hold on so wait help me out here timeline so virginia colony was founded when uh if i'm remembering correctly i want to say 1605 so Elizabeth, um, after the failure of Roanoke, and um, I think it was just Roanoke. Oh. Yeah, Roanoke and so then James. Elizabeth only time. authorizes like one or two expeditions to the New World. Outside of that, she's not interested in it, and there's not a lot of call for it. Okay. Um, so, so nothing really happens under her reign. After Elizabeth passes away, however, James the sixth of Scotland uh, becomes James the first of England. Right. Might have been James the Seventh of Scotland. I'm, no, I it's remember. sixth and first, but I don't remember okay. which is Scots and England, which number. Gets James, which. James the Sixth of Scotland becomes James the First of England. I'm pretty confident it's sixth so, yeah, and one. So, um, so James is actually Mary Queen of Scots's son. Elizabeth didn't have any heirs, right. so James, the Scottish king, yeah. ends up becoming the English king. So yeah. one could argue that in the in the wars that go on between yeah. England and Scotland for several hundred years, one could argue that Scotland <laughs> actually won that thing and became <laughs> the king of of all of England. Right. Uh, to put it to you like this, um, so the movie Braveheart, very famous. Yes. All right. So you've mentioned it before. I think I've mentioned it before. So the the two kings in that movie mm-hmm. are Edward the Longshanks, King of England. He's the bad yeah. guy of the film, and Robert the Bruce, who is not King of Scotland in the movie, uh-huh. but by the movie's end is revealed to have become King of Scotland. Okay. James is a direct descendant of Robert the Bruce. Oh. Elizabeth is not a direct descendant, nor was Henry the Eighth. Of right. Edward. So Robert the Bruce won that war. Or rather, his <laughs> descendants won that fight. Right. One of his descendants becomes king of it all, and yeah. nobody of Edward's descendants becomes yeah. king of it all. Yeah, the English throne, like it's it gets messy. So anyway, under James the first yeah. um, leadership, he authorizes and gives charters for American colonies. Okay. The first permanent colony, Jamestown, which I believe is found in 1605 might be 1615, but I'm pretty sure it was 1605. Okay. That is under his privilege, and it's entirely under his leadership and his successors' leadership that England starts colonizing the New World. So, so Virginia under... is after Virginia is, is settled or colonized and yeah. given its name after Elizabeth has died. Okay, so under Elizabeth, Roanoke happens. I believe it was under her, uh, her reign, yes. Okay, so then under James, Jamestown is founded. Correct. Named for James. Yep. And Jamestown becomes the colony of Virginia? 
Yes, Jamestown is the first permanent settlement that the British will make in the New World. And it becomes the colony of Virginia. Yes. Okay, but so they named the colony after Elizabeth, even though she was gone. She yes. was long gone. Why didn't they name it after the current king, James? They already got the town. And it's not like people didn't revere Elizabeth or people didn't okay. love Elizabeth. Would James have hated Elizabeth that, Elizabeth was his aunt. Yeah, but like that doesn't matter. Everyone's... Killing everyone. Elizabeth named him as her heir. Oh. So he had a cordial relationship. Okay, so there wasn't He had at least a somewhat cordial relationship with her. Okay. Uh, 1607 is Jamestown. 1607. Is when they landed. They landed in Jamestown. Okay. I remember... remember Okay, this is probably why. What? All right, so this is another college memory. Uh, I remember in one of my more advanced history classes, and uh, this was with Professor Demir. Loved him. Uh-huh. He was definitely one of my top three favorite professors. Yeah, I him. Good contention for my favorite one. L- loved his classes, but I remember. Uh, I think this was the second class that I had with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sitting first day. Uh, I don't remember what class it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how the subject comes up. But uh, he, he was very much the type where he would ask us to, all right, so what questions do you guys have? Mm. We'd ask him a question, then he'd, ex- if we couldn't answer it ourselves, he'd explain things to us. Yeah. Give us some, uh, some stuff to think about. And I remember he asked, when, to answer somebody's question, he asked us, all right, so what happened in this year? So he must have said 1607. Okay. Uh, and none of us said anything. Nobody remembered? No, nobody said anything. It's like, I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. What happened in 1607? I don't remember anything That seems like the kind of thing that you would make fun of me for not knowing. Because that seems like it's a big deal. Possibly, but as I just pointed out, in my head, the year was 1605. <laughs> oh, God. So I was like, I don't know what happened in 1607. Yeah. And, I, and he would, I swear, this must have gone on for like half an hour. He just sat there and over and over again asked us, really, nobody can tell me what happened in 1607. You oh guys are gosh. all graduate students. <laughs> you guys are all news. You're all history. And nobody can tell me. Wait, oh this must gosh. have been like an American history class too. Because like, nobody can tell me what happened in 1607. You guys made him question his will to continue teaching. Probably. <laughs> like, but like I said, this was the first day. So it can't have been his fault. He would have known that's not his fault. Okay, but yeah, we, we, the, that group of us, we did not do a good job uh, for our profession that day. Oh my gosh. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> I am sorry that in my, in, uh, that when asked off the, cuff i do not remember what happened in all places of the world at every year so what year was elizabeth coronated 50 or 1650 1660 somewhere in there 16 yeah 16 no 15 sorry 15 because 1605 was the yeah 15 1500 yeah you're having a grand old time with this now aren't you? this is awesome mm-hmm. I was like, I know that I don't know the history, but I know the math, and that doesn't work. We were talking about Jamestown. I had 1600s on the brain. I know. Oh my gosh. Anything else? My, much like you, my history students do love it when they yeah. when I catch myself, or if they happen mm-hmm. to catch me on something, and I'm like, wait, what? Oh yeah. So fun is my favorite mm-hmm. part. So see, I'm not one of those history people that you talk about where it's like, oh, they're certain and they, they never recognize that they made a mistake or that they might be wrong about something. I don't sound like they that. They be wrong about something. All right. Unless you have anything else to say about how awesome Queen Elizabeth is, we're going to end it there. She wore a red wig to her dying day. Was it a wig? I mean, it was probably a wig. She lost her wigs. hair color long before she died. 
So yeah, she had a red-headed wig made that she wore, I believe, yeah. all the way up until she died. But her natural hair was red? I believe so. I don't remember reading anything to suggest otherwise. That's cool. All right. I know they cast a blonde actress to play her in a movie once, but I don't think that they were being uh, that they did that on purpose to be to imply that she wasn't a natural redhead. I have no idea. All right, well, in there. Thank you for listening. Hit really, you... that's it. Oh, do you have more to say? Well, I thought you would have more questions. I have zero questions. No questions. No questions. I thought you said you had history questions for me. If you liked what you heard, then please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave us a five star review. If you'd like to hear a future episode with more information about today's topic, contact us on Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, or at Chinese Spy app at Married to History Pod. <laughs> also, please contact us if you have a silly question idea or if there's something from history that you would love to learn about. Check and verify anything you hear on TikTok because some people are stupid. The entire internet, honey. It's not just TikTok. Yes, by all means, check and verify everything you read on the internet, especially if Abraham Lincoln told you that you have to believe everything that's on the internet. <laughs> Just be sure to specify in your message if it's a silly or serious question because we don't want to treat a genuine quest for knowledge like a joke. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. I never have history questions for you. You all... If you don't have history questions for me, I mean, you like, always have a history I question have to for me. Script it ahead of time. Oh, so you get to script it, but I get it unscripted so that you can laugh at me for not knowing the answers, and I can't laugh at you. Oh wait, no, I do laugh at you because you still don't know the answers, even though yours is scripted. <sighs> <laughs> My throat's getting sore. We should probably cut this off. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Water.